Have you ever wished you had a therapist that you can speak to during your influencer journey as you're going through difficult times, but it's very hard to tell your friends and families who might not fully understand what you're going through and what it takes to become an influencer? Well, today I'm going to introduce you to a new mini series that I hope we can continue if you enjoy this. It's called the Influencer Therapy Sessions. So I'm going to have you submit your problems and your frustrations on our Instagram at fulltimeinfluencer.co. And I will do my best to answer all of your queries and help to be some sort of a therapist for you. Obviously, I am not a professional therapist. I don't have the qualifications on paper. However, I really do understand a lot of the things that you might be going through right now because most likely I have gone through that or some of my friends have. Welcome to the Full Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and QA sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in! There were honestly so many times where I wish I had a therapist myself and I've actually never seeked out any help or any therapy until more recent months and sometimes it has been extremely enlightening. And as helpful as the therapy sessions were, I still felt like there was something I couldn't explain to them, something they couldn't understand. And it's sort of this social media world that we live in. There's a certain kind of emotional roller coaster that we go through with the dopamine hits and then the lows when you're not doing well with the number fluctuations. There are certain experiences that only we go through and that's very specific for this field. And that's why I wanted to create the influencer therapy sessions to specifically address problems and issues that only creators and influencers and people who are constantly on social media can understand. So I hope this series will be helpful for you. If you have any frustrations or uh, sentiments that you want to share or you want to rant a little bit, feel free to DM us at fulltimeinfluencer.co so that we can address your questions in our next influencer therapy session. Now let's begin. Welcome back to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. So last week, I had some of you submit your um, problems, frustrations, and we have listed them out. There is quite a bit of overlap, so I know that these are common problems. And today, I'm going to address a few of those. First creator we will be helping is having self-doubt as a starting content creator. How do I get over my self-doubt and stop comparing myself to others and become a content creator and be confident? This is so relatable because I think when we first start a new venture, it's always really easy to have imposter syndrome, to doubt ourselves, to think that we're not good enough because you see other people who are 10 steps ahead. But this is absolutely normal when you're starting a new journey, when you're learning new skills. So it's very important to remember that someone else's chapter 10 should not be compared to your chapter 0 or chapter 1. There's many steps that you will be taking in the coming months and even years to get to that point, and it's okay. You should be able to do it at your own pace. Most likely, people are not trying to make fun of you, they are not laughing at you right now, and although maybe there might be some judgment, ultimately, if you can push through, then you can become a great content creator. 
I think because there are so many content creators nowadays, there's this unrealistic expectation for people when they start that they think they should immediately be really good. But how can anybody, including yourself, expect you to be a stellar content creator when you just started? Right? You said that you're a starting creator. So I think you have to really give yourself some grace, allow yourself to have a period of time to learn and grow. I think ultimately what you want to measure yourself by is how much you have improved. So that is my answer for um, having self-doubt as a starting content creator. Don't compare your chapter 0 to someone else's chapter 10. And always, always remember that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be perfect. And it's absolutely normal that you're just starting out and that you need more time and work to get to the point where your content is on par with the content creators that you look up to. Now, the next few submissions for influencer therapy are somewhat similar uh, around the same topics. So I'm going to address them together and it's mostly about cyberbullying and privacy issues. So a particular creator says, my worry is if I go public, there will be people who will bully and blackmail me. Uh, another creator has anxiety about showing her face for privacy reasons, especially as a young female. And another creator has uh, concerns about people making fun of her, especially when you get millions of views. So let's talk about it. Cyberbullying is a real problem. No creator is completely immune to this. Even now, five plus years later, I can still be pretty affected by some negative comments or some hate that happens, which is actually very, very, very rare. Um, so first thing I will say is, it actually doesn't happen as much as you think. There will always be people out there who will make like random comments and stuff, especially if your reel goes viral. But the, the type of real sustained bullying and blackmailing, honestly, I it's very rare, very rare that that happens, first of all. So um, just to put that out there. But if you're talking about the hate and just negativity that you might get sometimes in your DMs, in your comments, it's not uncommon. Um, however, think about it. What kind of person would take their time to go to a stranger's page, either anonymously or not anonymously, leave a negative message so that they can make that person feel bad? What kind of person would do that? If you are happy and content with your life, if you're doing amazing things, if you have a focus in your life, why would you do that, right? So in some ways, like what Gary Vee says, we have to try to uh, turn our thoughts around and have compassion for this person who is actually leaving random hate because they must be in pain to, to feel the need to, to do such things and to put other people down. And so what they are saying is, by no means a reflection of you, who you are, what your work is like. It's much more a reflection of them, what they're going through, the pain that they're experiencing, and their character. So always, always remember that. The truth is, the people who can push through some of these negative comments and some people making fun of you are the people who can ultimately keep going and keep showing up. It's important that you gotta put yourself out there, right? If you want to succeed in any field, let's not even say online. Even if you are want to succeed in business or in selling or being a salesperson at a clothing store or anything like that, you have to put yourself out there. At some point or another, people will... 
um, have some negativity that they throw at you. And it's just that this has become easier when it comes to the online space because people can hide behind a fake account. And so just understand that you have to put yourself out there in order to make something of this account. And this is something that you have to come to terms with and that you honestly have to be able to get over. It is kind of like a muscle. The more you train yourself, the better you get at it, even though sometimes it might still sting and it's totally understandable. But don't let it get you down too much. Don't let it affect your day because ultimately the people who are making fun of you now will not be making fun of you when you are seriously living the life, you are having a great time, you are making a full-time career out of your following. And that is really powerful. And at that point, a lot of the people who are making fun of you would be like, oh shit, like, I wish I had that. And the tables would have really turned. But if you don't put yourself out there, and if you don't push through this, this fear and anxiety of showing your face, you won't be able to get there. All right? Now, privacy is definitely a real concern. I totally get it, especially as a young female. So I actually made an episode about influencer safety. If you scroll down on our podcast episodes, you'll be able to find it. I would suggest that you can listen to that. It will give you some insight on staying safe as a creator. Um, but I will say, though, that in general, just be careful with posting stories real time. I generally don't post my locations real time. Don't show your home or the views from your home if you don't want people to potentially know where you live. And then also just be careful about not showing your address ever. And also be careful about not showing the tracking number on your packages because people can input that in and see where the address is going to. So these are just a few simple things to be aware of, to be a little bit more careful about. But honestly, you get to decide how much you share with the world and how private you want to be about your information like last name or how many siblings you have or which small town you grew up in. Like You can control the, that. You can control the narrative if that makes you feel safer. Everyone has a different tolerance for how much they share with the world. I used to be a lot more relaxed about it. I would share views from my buildings and so on. Um, however, I think just over time, as I grew my following and my reach, I decided to be a little bit more careful. I'm still very open about sharing everything, but I just make sure that I don't post things real time. Um, I also make sure that I don't share my legal name, uh, which is not Tina, by the way, in case you didn't know. Um, and I never share my address or I don't really show the packaging of boxes for that reason. Similar to being afraid of being made fun of, it's really the same thing where if you don't put yourself out there and you're really concerned about privacy issues and let's say you won't even make your private account public, then ultimately there's no career. That doesn't mean you have to share everything about you with everyone else, but don't let these concerns stop you from taking action and from putting yourself out there. Just make sure you are being safe and smart about it. Hey, I want to take a moment to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the Full-Time Influencer Podcast, I would really appreciate if you could just take one minute to leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Your support really helps us to get seen and continue producing quality interviews and episodes for you. All right, now back to the show. 
So the next concern that this creator has shared is, how do you get over the transitional period when you're first starting and friends are noticing your content becoming influencer e? Now this is really relatable. When you are making a conscious effort to transition your account from being a personal diary to becoming more of an influencer account that random people will want to follow, there is a subtle change that happens. Now, if your friends are making comments about it and really、uh, poking fun at you. The truth is, they probably just don't understand where you're going with this. They probably come from a more traditional field, or they have a full-time job, and they just find that it's interesting. If they are making fun of you, then perhaps you want to reevaluate: Are these friends that are supportive, and are these friends? Is this the kind of energy that you want in your life? Now that's for you to evaluate. I personally feel like it's totally understandable if people don't get this industry. It's still relatively new, and the fact that it's relatively new means that there's still a lot of potential here. You know, there's still a lot of people who are making fun of it, and so you are ahead of the curve. You're doing something brave that your friends might want to do but are unwilling to do. Think about if you can take this far in a few years, and you're able to quit your full-time job, or after college you're able to make a living out of this. Whereas your friends are still going to their regular nine-to-five, they won't be poking fun of you at that point. Seriously, and they're not going to remember the point where your content started turning influencer e. And you're going to be glad that you changed your content so that you created more shareable content and got more eyeballs and got more people to follow you as you start getting noticed and you start getting gifted and paid campaigns and all of that. I think there's this belief that when we are starting our journey or when we are pursuing our passions, we need the people around us to all be on board and all be supportive, and. In a way, I do feel like this is a cultural thing. This seems to be a very American thing, like this narrative where people have to support you, or they're terrible friends, or they're a terrible partner. I actually disagree with this. I feel like if you want to pursue something, there should be very few things in this world that can stop you. You should want this for yourself. Because if you don't have strong enough conviction to even want it for yourself, if you shut down at the first smallest judgment, if you stop taking photos just because someone is looking at you and you feel super super self conscious, then how are you going to build your career, right? It's a bit of tough love, but the truth is just you have to be, you have to have a little bit of thick skin, and also you have to believe in yourself. I always like to say that in order to be successful with your passion, whether you are a budding entrepreneur and you want to create something big, or you are on your influencer journey and you want to go this less traditional route, you have to be passionate, and in that sense, you have to be a bit selfish and also obsessed. So you're selfish in the sense that. You probably have to say no to some friends more often than you would like. You might miss some of their important events, and you might have to sit out on certain family gatherings, or you might be a little bit more absent because you are just very, very focused on making this work for you. And that's also where the obsession comes in. You just you love what you do. You talk about it all the time, and you really want to just keep going and going. And that's the kind of drive. That people often need to be able to succeed as an entrepreneur and really make it big, 
And this kind of segues into the next submission here about feeling lonely because none of your current friends are interested in this field. Now, I I really feel this. I feel like a few years ago, especially in 2018, before I met a core group of creator friends, I was super alone for a couple years, and I never tried to network with anybody. I wasn't really sure what other people were doing, and none of my friends in real life understood what I was doing either. So, if you're feeling this right now, I, I really understand you. What I would suggest you do is try to seek out more like-minded people. You might be feeling lonely right now because your current friendship circle are just not into the social media field, and that's okay. There's a lot of people in this world who just aren't that interested, and they don't really think it's anything serious. And so this is when you can really expand outside of your current friendship circle and go and seek out the people who are along a sim- similar path as you. And just start by engaging with them, like and comment on their stuff, support their、uh, content, and then reply to some of their stories. You might be able to strike up some amazing friendships this way. I know that's definitely how it happened for me.、Um, although I would say I was not very proactive and、um, pretty shy in real life, even if it doesn't feel like it. And I always kind of waited for people to reach out to me and ask to meet up, and then I would push myself to go out because I have an inherent fear of meeting people in real life that I have never met before. But it ended up blossoming into amazing friendships. And honestly, what do you have to lose, right? You can just go and give it a go, give it a try, and maybe make a new friend. Another thing you can do is seek out communities. For example, our full-time influencer community inside our private Facebook group for our students, a lot of them have been able to meet other creators in their field. Some of them have even become really good friends. They have created content together throughout the seasons, and some of them have even traveled together, which is something that's amazing that has come out of this group. And I'm so Happy that I created this community so that they can support each other. So if you are feeling lonely, it's time to expand outside of your current friendship circle. Okay, let's take one more question slash concern before we close out the first influencer therapy session. This one is kind of interesting, so I want to address it.、Uh, a creator says, "I can't be online for too long. After a few months, I need a social media detox because I feel empty." Now this was an interesting submission, and I think the first thing I would ask you is, why do you feel empty? Can you look into the feelings that you are getting after a few months on social media and really dissect it? Try to understand why you are feeling this way, and ask yourself why. Is it because you are comparing yourself to other people? Is it a comparison game? And is it because of this comparison game it causes You to feel jealous or envious? If so, then maybe it's not that social media makes you feel empty, but that you want to work on your mindset, on stopping comparing yourself to other people, and starting to really focus on yourself and channeling your energy in the right direction. It doesn't matter what other people are doing if you are just constantly improving yourself, right? So maybe it's not because you're comparing yourself. Then what else could it be? Why do you feel empty after being on social media? Maybe are you a person who enjoys more in-person interaction? Do you like to have more in-depth conversations with people? And how can you balance that? 
in your real life while you continue to also show up online? Is that something that you can strike a balance with? Um, so having people that you really can have extended conversations with that you trust in real life so that when you're online, it's a healthy relationship when you show up online. And when you need that in-person touch or that in-person communication, you still have that in your life. So that when you are balancing these both in your life, you don't necessarily need to disappear from social media for a few months in order to feel better. You're always having that constant real life contact and so that and you are limiting let's say the hours that you are online and you're limiting the mindless scrolling and you're being more intentional about when you show up perhaps that might be able to help you feel less empty after a few months on social media i know that being online can often feel like a very superficial thing um like you can only talk about shallow topics or that the depth of the conversation is limited and I fully understand that. However, I would like to argue that the more that you show up with honesty and the more that you share on your end, and I mean being raw and being authentic with people and just being real about stuff, the more that you will get that same energy back. Sometimes I never realize just how powerful my community is until I go through certain problems or troubles and I realize there's this outpour of support because they have always been seeing me showing up and I am always trying to be as real as I possibly can and you get that back when you need that support and in that sense I don't ever feel empty when I show up online because I know that this is a real community with like real people who somehow actually care because I care to also show up and be real with them and try to provide as much value for them as I can. So I hope that helps to answer this question because I thought this was a very interesting one and it would be hard to dissect further without getting um, your feedback on why you feel empty. But I hope overall this therapy session was kind of interesting for you. The reason why I wanted to start this actually is because therapy has really helped me but also what I do find that is that when I go speak to people, when I go speak to therapists, they don't truly understand how social media works. They don't really understand how we become so obsessed in the world, how, you know, the fluctuation of numbers affects our dopamine and our mood swings. I think this is something that is very particular that creators and influencers are going through. And so that's why I wanted to create this series um, to sort of act as your therapist as best as I can, because I know that I can't be the only one who's going through these crazy, crazy emotions. And I hope that I can be there for you when you are going through it as well as a person who has experienced this. Hopefully I can offer you some different perspectives. Thank you for tuning in. As always, let me know if you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you enjoy this kind of more casual, like Q&A therapy session style uh, podcast episodes. DM us, tell us your feedback, or just leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcast. We would really, really appreciate it. And we would love to hear from you. Until next time. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.